G'day and welcome to Partake. Welcome back to Scriptural Delights, our series going through the wonder that is Psalm 119. Here is our seventh podcast. Today we look at the fifth of its 22 letters. He. Verses 33-40 Teach me, Lord God, the way of your statues, I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding, and I will keep your law. Yes, I will obey it with my whole heart. Direct me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in them. Turn my heart toward your statues, not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. Revive me in your ways. Fulfill your promise to, to your servant, that you may be feared. Take away my disgrace that I dread for your ordinances are good. Behold, I long for your precepts, the sights. Revive me in your righteousness. Thanks, Aubrey. Having been revived in the previous section, the psalmist now seeks to be taught. He continues using words for the law, such as decrees, commands, statutes, and precepts. His responses are equally clear, teachable, kept, obedient, directed, turned and yearned. His initial outburst from verse 1 is a heartfelt cry. Teach me to follow your decrees, O great God, so that I will discover my reward. He then goes from teaching to understanding, because understanding is the practical application of what has been taught to his life as a believer. Through application and understanding what God has taught him, then obedience is the result. This obedience then is the catalyst for the next part, direction. If the psalmist moves in obedience, then God himself will direct him. Something that is moving and not standing still can be easily steered. When Almighty God uses his decrees, directs the psalmist, the psalmist finds true ecstasy, joy and delight. True happiness comes from serving God and obeying Him by serving others. The psalmist does all this not for a feel-good factor or for his own pride and self-righteousness. No, the psalmist does this so his life is preserved, abandoning all that is worthless in pursuit of that which is eternally worthwhile. It's a wow factor. And if his own work of selfishness is useless, What does the psalmist say about the work of the Lord? The Lord's work is the fulfillment of his promise to the psalmist to preserve his life in the Lord's righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness under the Mosaic covenant was active obedience to God and living according to God's ways through God's laws. How is the psalmist declared righteous? By fearing the Lord in verse 38. And when the Lord is feared then the utter disgrace is taken away. God fulfills his promises, always. There is a battle ensuing within the psalmist, the inner battle where the psalmist can choose two ways to live. First is the choice to live in obedience to God, or secondly he can choose to disobey God and live life his own selfish way. By choosing to obey God, the psalmist is preserved. Why? What does this have to do with us as 21st century Christians? The Christian life is to be an active one of dynamic contact with the Holy Spirit who lives within you. 
Sometimes we like to think our own self-righteousness is what's going to save us, our own works, if you like. We all think that at some point, even if we aren't aware of it, and when we do that, we are no better than the Pharisees and the other Jewish leaders of Jesus' time. And the Pharisees were righteous people, but they were looking to their own righteousness for salvation. They had adapted the laws of God for their own ends. Jesus said that unless righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, then we cannot be saved. How is that possible? It's possible because true righteousness is not an external righteousness like that of the Pharisees, but rather an internal righteousness, a righteousness of the heart, a righteousness which will see God the Holy Spirit living within those who have accepted Jesus Christ, the God's Son, as Lord and Saviour, and he writes the laws of God on their hearts. The Pharisees had a distorted view of the law and saw it only as an external obedience. But as the psalmist here reminds us, the obedience of the heart, in verse 34, shows it also to be an internal matter as well. So righteousness now, under the new covenant, is not just an active external obedience to God, but also an internal declaration before God. How is this internal righteousness seen? It is as the Apostle Paul would write a few years later in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 13. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. When God the Father sees you, if you are a Christian, he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ, his Son. When Jesus Christ died on that cross, it was so that all who chose to follow him could be declared righteous and wear the robe of righteousness. As a Christian, you have the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and you have received the gift of righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. If you need help in any area of your life, then ask God the Holy Spirit who lives inside you to help you. He will because God the Holy Spirit is in the transformation business, transforming the believer into the image of Jesus Christ. What areas of your life do you need to hand control over to him? We all have areas to work on, ceding control and handing them to God. How are you doing at living as a Christian? Are you struggling in some area of life where that specific aspect of your life is in direct disobedience to God? That is the pursuit of your own selfish gain, as the psalmist would say. Ask for help, and he will help. Yearn for righteousness. Yearn for obedience. Thank you.